All right, guys, what is up? Coach Cheryl here, Fit Body Secrets, where my, where my mission is to bring you guys inspiration, education, and a ton of tips to help you be more successful on your fitness journey. And today's episode is, is honestly going to be a lot of stuff because I just got a lot of stuff on my mind and a lot of things that I've been taking from some of my clients' um, struggles and just feeling like they're not the only one, even though they feel they're the only one. And that I think that there is a ton of things that I can hopefully just kind of take you guys out of your own head and be able to kind of show you from a non in the, in the weeds perspective, not the actual person going through it of, of what I'm actually seeing and maybe some different perspectives, but also just a ton of things that have been kind of going on in my head as I'm, as I'm thinking about all the things that I want for you guys out there that are listening to my podcast, that absorb my content, that, that text me or email me or message me on social media and say, Hey, this was a really helpful post because, you know, I, I never really know what you guys need. I know what I needed and I know what I want you guys to know. And I, and I know what I see over and over again, you know, with my clients, with people in the gym, with, with people that I run into and, and the struggles that I've seen in my, in my life that all I really want to do is to be able to give you guys a, a glimmer of hope that things don't have to be the way that they are. And that on the other side of all of this stuff, if you learn to lean into the discomfort that you're actually going to be able to come out on the other side in a very different place, looking back and being like, man, I don't regret a minute of all that hard work. So um, today's episode, I actually want to start off by just talking a little bit about it's, I'm going to start about goals uh, in particular, um, because a lot of what I wanted to talk to you guys about today comes down to understanding all the things that are going to affect our ability to achieve or reach those goals, right? So um, as a nutrition coach, the main, one of the main, I should say one of three main reasons why somebody reaches out to me. And one of the most common reasons is that they're unhappy with how they look, you know, like when it comes down to it, whether they want to lose weight or they want to build some muscle, they're just unhappy with how they look and how they feel in their day. They wake up every morning, they go in the bathroom, they start putting on their clothes, they're throwing those clothes on the floor and they're buying, putting a new outfit on. They can't find anything that they like and they just realize something's got to change. But then they go about their day and their actions, you know, once they start getting going, they forget that feeling. They forget how they felt when they woke up and, and they're just continuing to go through their life and not realizing the things that are, they're doing throughout their day are actually impacting the way they're waking up and showing up for themselves in the morning. When, when you first wake up in the morning, I want everybody to feel like, damn, like I had a good night's sleep and I'm, I'm ready to rock and I'm ready to crush my day today. And, and that's how I want us to all show up in life. Now, not every day is going to feel like that. We're all going to have days where we're like, you know what? I got to like get out of bed. I got to do something. It's, it's hard, right? So I want to start by talking about setting goals because it's really easy to focus on the goal, right? You wake up, you're uncomfortable. Like I have got to lose a hundred pounds. I've got to lose 20 pounds. I've got to lose five pounds, whatever that might be. You've got to lose. You're like, I've got to get this weight off. You wake up, you set this goal. And then all of a sudden, suddenly for that day, for a couple of days, like all you're thinking about is like, I'm on this plan just to get this goal, to get this goal. And now you're measuring every single action you do on is this getting me closer to that goal and am i seeing changes and the problem with that is you're never going to give yourself 
the opportunity to settle in to the changes you need to make because you're so focused on the end that you're missing sight of all the things that you're doing throughout your day that might not be in line with what you need to be doing to get there. And I think that's why goal setting is a good driver, but it's a good place to get you started, but you have to have the goal and then set the goal aside. And this is where people kind of don't really know what to do. They jump in, they jump into a plan, they reach out for coaching, they sign up for coaching, they, you know, they go start a freaking low carb diet, whatever they find, they start doing fasting, whatever crazy protocol they decide to start, or maybe they don't, they realize they have a vacation coming in two weeks. Now, all of a sudden they really want to put the hammer down. So they set this goal, but they haven't really committed to the work. They've, they've set the goal without the commitment to the work. They've, they've not really actually looked and seen like, what does it look like for me to, to work on myself for this goal? And I'll be honest, this is where a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions and expectations on themselves that they're not really giving themselves an opportunity some to have some grace and some patience with themselves. So for instance, one case scenario, let's just say you're 50 pounds overweight, hundred pounds overweight. You likely didn't get there in a month or two months or six months. Even if you are only five, 10, 15 pounds overweight, you likely didn't just put that weight on overnight. Maybe you did, maybe you did. But for most people, our body, the way we are right now is a reflection of our last five, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And there are a lot of things that are going to have to change in order for us to change that body. The body is not as quick of a light switch as, as a light switch. It does take time. So when it comes to goal setting, I like people to think about a map and the map isn't like, this is going to be, I'm going to be here at this date, here at this date. When you guys go on Google maps or whatever you do, and you type in a destination, it's going to give you an estimated time of arrival. By the way, sometimes you're driving and all of a sudden you see that really gross red that shows up and it's five o'clock and all of a sudden what was supposed to take you 15 minutes is now taking you an hour, 15 minutes, had a little roadblock, right? And so it's important to have this estimation, but know that along the way, there are a lot of things we can't control. Just like when we're on that roadmap, we can't control the fact that maybe there's a car accident, you know, on the way. And so now, you know, the, the officers are picking up all the trash and all that kind of stuff. So now we've been set back a little bit. Doesn't mean we're going to be like, oh, I guess I'm just going to go back to work now. <laughs> we know we're likely going to sit in traffic and wait and tell people that we're going to be running late or whatever it might be. We're probably going to be a little bit annoyed, uh, but we're going to just have to sit with it and deal with it. Right. We're going to have to struggle with that discomfort of like, I got to sit and deal with that stuff. So um, setting yourself a timeline. Now the timeline should not just be getting to the goal weight, right? Because the goal is not to get to the goal weight. Cause I mean, if you woke up tomorrow and I told you that for one day of your entire life, you could be that number, but you're going right back to where you were the next day. Like that wouldn't even be worth it. Right. That's like going to Disney world, but like, you know, you can't live in Disney world. So if you're living your whole life to go to Disney world for one day, like you're missing your whole life, right? So we've got to recognize that the goal is to be able to live in a body that is that weight. And that does require 
learning how to maintain that. So like I said, we don't get somewhere by a week or two. We are going to need to take time to develop new habits and then to be able to set ourselves up for success. A lot of people forget that part of it. Now, I know there's another case of people that maybe you, you do have good habits. Maybe you are very active. Maybe you are, you just have to dial things in, but you're still not happy with things. And this is where there's a lot of um, those like habits that aren't necessarily like over bad. Like, I don't want to call them bad or good, but just like, so perfect example is, you know, typical CrossFitter, you know, they're, they're working out five or six days a week, but the weekends are their work. They work during the week. Their nutrition's pretty on par. They eat at home, but then on the weekends, they like drink a little bit, they eat a little bit. Um, and that's kind of like this perpetual cycle and it's keeping them from, they, they kind of are like either staying the same with their body or they're not really, they're, they're actually slowly gaining weight and they're not recognizing why. And this happens a lot with CrossFit because people, CrossFit's a very stressful training modality and it makes us hungry. And so when you're presented with those foods, it's going to make you want to overeat them. And then subconsciously, like, oh, I had this really hard workout this morning. So I can afford this. So all that stuff kind of plays a factor. And that's where like th these people don't really have years of like bad food choices. They actually have good built up habits, but changing their mindset around how to moderate the weekends is, is another habit. That's a whole nother area to kind of address and, and teaching them how to be mindful and maintain, you know, whatever goals that they did achieve with working with me is important. So you have to have the finish line being, I have been sitting at this weight for a month or two. I feel really good. I have discipline and self-control. I know how to be flexible and all those types of things. So that's a really important timeline to kind of address. And so that's why I wanted to start by talking a little bit about that, the goals, because um, I think that people tend to over-focus on the goal, the speed of getting there, all those types of things, and not focusing on all the little things that's going to play a factor into this. And one of the, and as I'm kind of talking about that, um, one of the main topics that I had today that I really wanted to kind of get into was um, just talking about like environmental pressures, because one of my amazing clients, um, I should mention her name, but I'm not going to, <laughs> Joanne, because nobody knows who, knows who you are, Joanne, because uh, you could be Joanne, whoever. I have like, I actually have two Joannes. Um, but she... It has, and I don't want to get emotional here because she has truly changed in the last, I think I've worked with you now for what, six, seven months. Um, and every week she is so mindful, so communicable. She, she talks to me about like things that most clients are afraid to tell me. So she cleans houses. So she's very busy. Um, and rather than like feeling guilty for overeating, um, she's like, Cheryl, I have been starving and I'm like going over all my calories and my macros, but I'm not eating junk food. I'm just like really hungry. So I'm like eating more protein. I'm eating more like, that's so good because that's something that's developing a healthy relationship with food. By the way, before she came to me, she was very scared to eat too much. Like she was conditioned to dieting yourself into the ground. And we actually started feeding her more and she's eating more now and she's losing weight. And, and right now her other struggle, and I'm not going to, you know, nobody knows who she is, but like environmental pressures are massive in her life. Her family and her friends live a very different lifestyle than her. She 
she lived a very different lifestyle before working with me. Um, and she was conditioned to be that, like, you know what, like the weekends, it is what it is. It's a free for all. And, um, and not even recognizing how many calories she might've been consuming on the weekends. And that is something that like, she's likely going to have to dig in and dive into a little bit. Um, but the reason I wanted to, to mention this is because we all have environmental pressures. We all have them. We all have the ability within us to make a choice. We don't have to follow the suit of everybody else that's with us. It is human nature to not want to feel like the odd man out. It is human nature to want to have a sense of belonging. And I'm not saying that you can divorce your family, divorce your husband. Sorry, you guys don't fit my bill anymore. But it's also okay to realize that sometimes we change, we evolve. And the things that we used to value as a person are no longer serving us. And what used to make us feel happy was drinking and getting all loose and happy and giddy and eating a bunch of shitty food. And we weren't too upset about the repercussions of that the next day. We kind of dealt with it because we enjoyed that. When you start to see what you're capable of and how your body changes and how you look and how you feel, you recognize at some point that maybe those things are a lot more exciting to you and more important to you than that. And then you're stuck with this internal decision, this internal dialogue of your friends are doing all of this and you want to belong, but you also want this and you have to make this decision. And it's usually not easy because it's usually in a time where everybody else around you is doing the other thing. And you're like, I really don't want to do that. But most of the time people do that because human nature is we need that feeling of belonging. We want to belong. We want to feel like we're part of something. And it's also not easy because a lot of times when you are that person that says, no, thank you. And they're so used to you being the person that's with them. It then makes you feel like you're going to get that funky or the, the comments and this and that guys, it's okay. It is okay to get comments. It is okay for people to make jokes it is okay to be vulnerable. It comes down to us not wanting to feel vulnerable, feeling exposed, feeling like we're the outlier. And I do think that environmental pressures are probably one of the main things that stop people from reaching and achieving goals. I very rarely think that the reason why a person doesn't work hard on themselves has to do with themselves. A lot of the times it comes down to what's going on around them, the influences of others, the things that they're being presented with and having to make decisions and not making decisions based on what they need for their own fulfillment, but on what everybody else is. And I think this also comes down to starting to feel a sense of restriction if a person has not been shown how to allow yourself to enjoy the things that you actually do want to enjoy in moderation. So going back to this whole weekend talk and everything like that is like, maybe you do actually like to have a couple of drinks. Maybe you want to be able to eat French fries and a burger here and there, because we should all be able to enjoy food and drinks with friends, but it shouldn't have to be so indulgent and every single weekend and to where you can't say no. The main thing is that you have the ability to say yes 
And you also have the ability to say no. And that is a choice that you can be confident in. And that should empower you, not make you feel deflated and restricted and sad. If it does, it likely does mean that there is a relationship with that food, that it's it's giving you something else, that there's something else that you're looking for. And I'll be honest, I was there at one point in my life. The only way I felt comfortable, it was like I had to have a couple of drinks in me. And I don't really drink anymore, you know? I've also like my family accepts me, accepts me for how I am, but I also found a group of people that also value fitness and they do those things and they, and they understand my goals and and what I'm doing. And so bottom line is when it comes to environmental pressures from people is if they're your friends and your family, they should understand, or they should respect your needs and your decisions. And that is okay that you need to be able to say that these are my needs, my decisions, and that that shouldn't make you feel uncomfortable or guilty or sad or awkward. And on your end, you should be able to go out and enjoy yourself and be able to have fun and, and not feel restricted in those, in those decisions and knowing how to do those things. So that's, that's two main things that I wanted to kind of talk about when it comes to environmental pressures, because and this is mostly talking about like the social circle stuff, right? But there's other environmental pressures too at work. You know, like who gives a shit if people are bringing in donuts? You don't have to have a donut. And it comes down to this. If you guys are setting this goal and you're like, I'm going to go hard on this for like eight to 12 weeks because that was your timeline, um, is you have to remind yourself that those things are always going to be there. And if you, if there's a chance that it's not like, for instance, you're going on a vacation or a wedding, that's different. But for the most part, the things that people have a hard time saying no to are the things that are always going to be there. Like you can always have French fries. You may not always be able, be able to have like beignets in New Orleans, New Orleans, like that's different, right? Um, you might not always get to watch your brother get married and have birthday cake with, or have a wedding cake with him. That's different, right? But it's knowing that there's a lot of things that we like overemphasize like what it feels like to say no it's always going to be there i can literally order pizza anytime i want to so just because they're having pizza at a birthday party doesn't mean i have to have it you know so that's other things um that i wanted to kind of talk about because that was that was really the main thing that i've been uh it has been on my mind um i'm also reading this book that and a lot of what i've written down on my paper here in front of me um it's it's called intentional mindset And I found it because I've been um, on my own journey right now is, you know, I took this year off from competing on purpose. Um, I could have kept going, but I honestly wanted to give myself a full year to like dedicate to not like feeling the pressure of like having to be fit at a specific time. And I wanted a longer timeline. So I'm saying this to you because one, that's why I got the book because it was it's a really good book. And two is for those of you guys that are setting goals and setting timelines, it's okay to not not go so hard to get there. You know, like I know what goals I have for myself. And I could certainly push and try and get them done faster, but I would actually rather save that and and be smart and give my body a whole year of ability to train. Now, does that mean I'm taking my foot off the off the gas? Absolutely not. Does it mean I'm not giving my workouts hundred percent that I'm not giving my training? No, if anything, I'm giving them more, 
I'm being a lot more engaged and engulfed in what I'm doing with a long-term goal, not just a short-term goal, because I'm looking to play this the right way. And I think that that's where a lot of people go wrong with their goals is they, they are so focused on the start date and the end date that they forget that it doesn't, life doesn't happen that way. And that we should be looking short-term and long-term, like what's the nuggets we have to cover now to get us to where we want to be then. And so this book that I've been reading about, it's, it's just, it's so good and so relevant to so many things that we deal with in our day-to-day life when we are trying to, to be, you know, successful at achieving a goal. And, you know, a couple of things that I, I really wanted to kind of to hone in on today is, is um, because I think that, you know, the next thing that I had written down that I wanted to kind of discuss today was talking about, you know, just the struggle bus, <laughs> you know, is that we all get to that point. Like I said, we're like, we're motivated. And all of a sudden we're like, we're not motivated. You know, like the second thing starts to kind of get hard is usually right when you need to lean in, because that's usually what you need to be doing. Um, or why something wasn't working before and we finally figure out the problem. And now you realize it's going to be a little bit more difficult on you is that's usually when we need to lean in and, and kind of push a little bit harder, but it's also usually what scares people away and they retreat, they retract, they retreat and they go back to their comfort zone. And that's why they always stay the same. They never change. They never get where they want to be. And they're like, I don't know why I just can't. This is just who I'm meant to be. And that is not the fucking case. Not the case at all. We are all capable of success. And I actually had posted an Instagram photo yesterday and it was a picture of me when I was in treatment um, in 2000, God, five, seven. I even remember. So I was, I was 25 years old. <sighs> a brain fart. And I then posted a picture of me at the games last year. And, um, I think about that journey all the time. And I think about the journey before that journey all the time and how different my life would been, have been had I given up when, I, if I had never went to treatment, if I had just said, this is how I'm going to stay. If, if I never, cause that was a really hard thing to do, to commit to literally having all of my control stripped for me. You know, I was very, very, very conditioned to run myself into the ground every single day, physically, mentally, emotionally, sleep deprived, underfed, killing myself and for no purpose other than how much can I just do in a day? Like literally that was it. And I was masking my, I was masking my pains and had I never committed to that? Cause I had to commit to that. I had to commit to, I was obviously put in the hospital first, but when it came to going to treatment, that had to be a voluntary decision. I was 25 years old. I had to commit to being there and my family was willing to pay for it. And I had to be willing to do it. And it was scary, but when I did decide to say, all right, I'm going to do this. And I, and I went there the first day. I remember how like vulnerable I felt like I couldn't see my weight. I was walking around in a gown. They were feeding me 5 million pills. Like all this stuff was going on. And then like day two and day three, something really weird happened. It was hard to do the food, but I felt so confident that the people around me were supporting me and that I wasn't the only one. Um, all the other girls there were also going through what I was going through and, and the people that were there were trying to help me and I felt supported and I felt, I felt like, all right, I can do this because I'm not alone. 
And I, I had that support and that, that system. And, and that's, it's a lot of ways what I want to be. And I want my community to be for, you know, I, I try and get people together on like a telegram chat in my Facebook group, but I know it's hard because we all like don't really know each other and we don't know what to say, but guys, it's just sometimes so comforting knowing that other people are struggling too. It, it's not about misery loving company. It's knowing like you're not alone and that like somebody else is pushing, doing the exact same thing as you are. You just have to dig in. And so I posted that. And the reason I mentioned that today is because um, in this book, one of the things that I'd written down to kind of go into my topic today is my topic today. I've got like five million topics today um, is to choose your pain. And I've posted about this before. I've said it before. And I'm going to dive a little deeper into this is that we all have to exp experience pain in life. And I think that a lot of people, you may have heard like, oh, you can choose the pain of like staying where you're at and being unhappy, looking at yourself in the mirror or you can choose the pain of like change, right? And that's pretty black and white. Like we obviously see that, that it's painful both ways and we have to decide, do we want to stay the same and live with the pain of like never liking ourselves or do we want to actually choose the pain of changing and giving up the things that right now we feel like are, we're holding on to for whatever reason. Um, but I'm going to dive a little deeper into that because I think that one of the other things that stops people from being successful with their goal is that they tend to avoid the pain of things like planning of, of the daily, of the weekly check-ins of the, because whenever I have clients that aren't getting results, it's typically non-compliance on their end. And it's not because they are not wanting the goal. It's that they're just not taking the time to deal with the pain of those little things. Like it's really not a big deal once we do it. Right. But we like, are like, Oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to do that. You know, they don't want to do, they don't want to plan their food out. They don't want to food. They don't want to track their food. They, they would rather just go sit on the couch or whatever it is. They don't want to go to the gym. They don't want to wake up early to go to the gym. You know, they want to be able to sleep, but they want to go on vacation. All these things that happen. Right. And, and it really comes down to, you can choose your pain. I'm going to use food planning as an example, because it's probably one of the biggest ones I get whenever I have a client that's like really struggling to get in enough calories or they're like overdoing it all the time. I'm like, Hey, just go in and like track your food for tomorrow ahead of time. Guess what? Now, the next day when you're busy, you don't have to think about a thing. Your food's already ready. You just grab it and go. And usually once they do it, they're like, oh my God, that was the best thing that I ever did. But in the beginning, it's like, that's painful. They're like, oh, I don't want to think about food. Like they've never done that before. It's not easy. It's not natural to them. They avoid that pain. And instead they choose the pain of chaos. It's now the next day. They have no idea what they're eating. They are like winging it throughout the day. They're going hungry. They're grabbing random shit. They're probably just grabbing things on the go. And they're choosing that pain instead of like not being prepared and dealing with that, you know? So it's, it, it's not just in nutrition. It's in everything people do in their life. You know, you know, people that should be maybe, you know, planning their week out a little bit better uh, around their, their kids stuff. And that's like, they don't want to put that time into like thinking about things, but then what happens is they're just doing things as they go and they're kind of chaotic and, and if they instead kind of like built out a plan, they'd probably be more successful, but that's painful. So you have to learn to choose your pain and knowing how to troubleshoot when the pain gets to be intolerable and asking yourself if it really is intolerable or if you're just dis avoiding the discomfort. And a lot of people are just avoiding the discomfort, you know? So that's where I want to kind of talk about, because I'll be honest, everything that I teach is extremely simple to apply. There is like a way to be flexible enough to where like, it doesn't matter if you live at home, if you live in a freaking hotel room, it doesn't matter if you eat out every meal. It doesn't matter that there is always a way to troubleshoot this. If you are willing to choose your pain, it's really what it comes down to. 
Uh, and that was one of the things that I got from this book. This book is great. And if you, if you read Atomic Habits, you will really like this book a lot. Um, and then the other thing that I had written down that I wanted to talk to you guys about today, and this comes down to the environmental factors and all this stuff as well, is, um, sorry, I'm just like reading over my notes. Okay. Um, so when it comes to this goal and, and we're talking about environmental factors, we're talking about choosing our pains and all of these types of things. And my notes are so messy. That's why I was like, had to like read my shit together. I'm like, um, is there's a difference between having a thought and actually being ready to take action. And I'm going to consider the thought, like the interest, like I know I'm interested in what it would feel like to be X pounds less and to like how I look and like how my clothes fit me, but I'm not sure I'm ready to commit to what that looks like in terms of getting there. And I've been there as well. Years ago in a CrossFit world, when you come out of an eating disorder treatment and you're fed a diet paleo and they tell you, you can eat as much as you want and you're not going to gain weight, you better believe. I'm gonna hop on that train. <laughs> and I started gaining weight. I totally went too far in the other direction and was like, here I am again, unhappy with how I look and feel. And I'm going to get myself cut up again. I'm going to get myself to where I feel good and, and find that middle ground of not being too skinny. Um, but not also being uncomfortable with how I look. Uh, I had to choose my pain, which was going to be a little bit hungry. going to plan out my meals a little bit better going to track all my food, going to weigh all my food. And I dove into that. And now guess what? All that stuff is so easy to me and I do it for a different purpose. Um, but for a long time, I was interested. I dabbled in it and I would half-ass that goal. I would half-ass it. I would be Monday through Friday tracking, eating pretty good. And then the weekends would come and I didn't realize how bad those weekends were hurting me. And that's what I was doing. When I committed, I no longer had an option. So if I was going out to eat on the weekends, guess what I was doing? I was planning it in. And a lot of times I wasn't planning it beforehand, but I would plan my food and make sure that I had enough calories to budget. And then when I got there at the restaurant, I was taking calories in my head. Some people don't like to do that. I had no problem doing that. Others plan ahead, whatever works for you. Um, and this is why I'm saying this because a lot of people, they think that they know what they want, but they don't really know what they want because they don't really realize what they have to do. And when it comes to changing your body, as I already mentioned, you can't stay the same. You can't keep your habits the same. You can't keep your lifestyle the same and expect that you're going to see changes. I can offer a solution that is hopefully a very manageable way for you to make changes. And I can offer a solution that is going to hopefully allow you to still do the things in your life that you like doing, but it's still going to come down to you having to be open to the changes that you need to make. If you're not willing to do those changes, then you're just interested. You're not, you're not committed. If you're committed, you're like, put me in coach. I'm going to do what I need to do to make this happen. So if that's you, and this is not a plug for coaching, because I'm going to be honest, I just had a conversation in a group of coaches and I realized how many sleazy people there are out there. Um, <laughs> not to mention, um, but if you are looking to make changes, and I shouldn't say just looking, you're listening to what I'm saying, you're absorbing what I'm saying, and you're like, this is resonating with me. I really want to commit to something different. I have a solution that will hopefully help you guys feel good 
about the journey you're going on. And if you are listening to this and you are one of my clients, I also want you guys to give me your feedback and say, Cheryl, I want you guys to be excited for the journey. I want you guys to feel good about the journey. I want you guys to take what I'm saying and be like, she's right. Not in a, I told you so kind of a way, but in a, I'm so happy I'm doing this kind of a way. And I had other topics today, but I feel like, I feel like I need to end it on that note. So if this podcast resonated with you and you're a client of mine, please like it, share it. Tell me you're listening. Give me some feedback. Give me some love as your coach. Cause I, I care about you. Even if, even if it's you joining us listening. And then if you're not a client of mine and you are interested in trying something a little bit different and my cat's coming to say hi, you guys, um, please reach out, fill up the clarity call application, shoot me a message, shoot me an email. I don't care. I want to talk to you. I want to hear about your goals and what you try to do to achieve them. Not a plug for coaching, but also a plug for coaching. And even if we just have a conversation and I'm able to put you in the right direction, that's all I want. I want to know that somehow I've helped make your life a little bit better, steering you in the right direction. So that's it, guys. Have a great week.